Happy Friday, everybody. It's Payday Friday. It's Julio. And Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? La, 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 la. Canta con mi coro, oye como va. La, 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 la. Deja la tristeza, échala pa' allá. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Hold Up, How Much? Welcome to episode two, creating a debt list. I know, not the funnest topic in the world, but sometimes it's important to know what you owe, how much you owe, and how fast you can pay it off. And again, I'm always joined here by my smoking wife, Leslie Munoz. How are you doing? Good. I'm surprised we made it to episode two without getting divorced with all these technical errors that we had. Hey, listen. Okay, first of all, some maintenance issues. Uh, I finally figured out how to use an editing tool for my computer. I was, uh, let's just say I was up until, oh God, it was like one in the morning, the first night trying to edit it because we were using a whole different tool. Anyways, that's looking behind the curtain because nothing wrong ever happens when you're creating a podcast. It's all gravy, baby. Anyways, you know, we were talking a little bit. Oh, by the way, I know I say you know a lot. So I'm going to throw it out there. And no, I will not edit this out. I say you know a lot. So I'm going to try to control that a little bit. He's going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it big time. So you were reading some stuff today about lists and how to put things together. You know, how do you want to start off today? How do you want to talk about it? So today I kind of want to talk about um, and start off of something that impacted me actually today. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite um, people named Jasmine Starr. For those of you who don't know her, she's a photographer and entrepreneur and she's kind of in my in a way been my mentor Shut um up. for i don't know past 8 9 years um as a photographer and she recently started her podcast and today i um listened to it for the first time and something that she said today really really resonated with me she spoke about a time in her life where she was just going through difficult changes and one of the main things happening in her life at the time was her mom's diagnosis with um, cancer and um, they had tried all these new treatments and her mom was always willing to try the latest and newest treatment out there but it had come to a point where doctors told her family that there was nothing more that she can do and she really struggled with it because you know evidently it was her mom and but more more importantly is that she realized that without her mom she felt directionless and that had me all up in my feels and hit me right in the heart just because I finally had a word to describe how I feel last episode we talked about my mom being gone and I finally had a word to describe and by the way last episode was deep beyond deep today we're gonna try to keep it a little lighter but yes it's, you know, as we, as we get into these things, you know, it, it's, it, it's interesting how our emotions and how, how much we get tied to these things, but go ahead. You know, so back to that, um, my mom, you know, as all our moms, our parents in general are our sounding board, they're our cheerleader, the one that we bounce thoughts off of or new things that we're doing or new ventures. So without that, at times I still feel directionless. So how does this all apply to our finances and stay with me? When it comes to starting something new or taking a scary leap, I'm the type of person that needs to know how 
it's going to do like we need a script we need to do this that's how i felt about this podcast and how is it going to turn out but when it comes down to it when get down to the nitty-gritty that's not how life is what i'm trying to say is is that all these emotions and thoughts point to fear and that's okay because in the end we're all human i was reading an article actually on cnbc that was talking about the average american debt and the crazy part is, like, the average American holds about $38,000 of debt, of personal debt. That's insane. That, you know, for themselves. But that's not even including student loan debt. That's just personal debt. So can you imagine the average student loan debt right now? It's like $25,000. So if you compound what student loan debt is with personal debt, I mean, some people are in the fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 range. So it's, if you're really putting... All these things together, it's it's insane about how much debt most people carry on a daily basis. So, some of you listening, or maybe it's just one of you, you may be afraid, or at times like me, directionless. Directionless or afraid to confront your debt and put it on paper. Why? Because putting on paper means it's real, it exists, it's messy, ugly, and one huge number on a paper that you have to wrap your mind around it. Seeing the total and everything you owe is scary, but let's face it, starting anything new is very scary. Looking at that total, that big total right in front of your face means that you have to own it and truly own it. So now you have to take action. And a lot of times it's, you know, we talk about what we want to do. Man, I have a credit card that's got $5,000 on it. Man, I have... Yeah, a shoe card that has, you know, 1200 bucks on it because I had to get those new pair of stilettos. Uh, not that I wear stilettos, but hey, you never know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't know. It's when looking at what you owe and how much you owe, com- getting the conversation started is the first part. It's understanding, hey, I'm in debt. Hey, I'm broke. Now is the next step. Let's write it down. What do we owe? How much do we owe? What the rate is? And how long is it going to take us to pay this off? So let's get down to making it fun, though. You know, so grab some wine with your significant other. Ooh, can I get a Moscato? (laughs) Order some takeout from your favorite place. Zushi, zushi. You know, if you're single, do the same thing. Treat yourself. And, you know, collect everything you need. Collect all the data. You know, first you're going to have, before you can even write down anything, you're going to have to get all your credit cards, any... Um, so look at any personal personal, any personal debt, yeah. debt. So whether it's your credit card, a car payment, whether it's a store card, a uh, Best Buy card. Uh, I was going to say Circuit City. Wow, we what? are old. No, but like look at any account that you owe money on. Anything that has, maybe it's collecting interest or maybe you might have a card that has a 0% interest rate right now. But you need to get all that together and start writing it down. And what he means write it down, he means actually figure out what the payoff balance is. This is the easy part. Don't get stressed. You know, take your time. Make sure you're meticulous and into the details when it comes to these totals. Don't just think, oh, I think it's this. No, call Nordstrom up and figure out how much you owe. Sounds like uh, something out of personal experience. <laughs> yes, out of personal experience to be completely transparent. Um, I used to have a Nordstrom signature card where, you know, every time I made a purchase, they would send me a, 
uh, thank you card. I'm Samantha. And I, no, no joke, I got that card up to $10,000. Dios mio. <laughs> this was pre-marriage, so... Thank um, God it was pre-marriage, dude. So, God, we'd be having actually, conversations. I think I had a little bit of debt, you know, once we got married as far as, like, that card. I think I maybe owed, like, a grand or two grand, but so... No, but that but but you bring up a good point. It's really writing it down, and a lot of times we might look at your you might go into an online statement, and you might have you maybe you have a pending charge, maybe you have a payoff that you have already sent out. It's important that you get the actual amount because if you know exactly where you're at, you know exactly where you're going. Man, that sounded pretty philosophical right there, huh? So, uh, so the important is again, what is name that card? What name that card? Name what it is. Name what account that is. Then, what is the exact amount that is in there right now? So then what you're going to do is you're going to put them um, in order from least to greatest. Now, you're going to be using your 7th grade math skills, so I'm sure your teacher will be very proud. So, for example, say you have a Target credit card for $300. Then you have um, a stick with Nordstrom for three grand. Um, say you have... A Best Buy card that's got 500 Ooh. bucks on it. Yes, you're going to put them in order from least to greatest. Say those are the only three um, credit cards you had, but say you owe, um, you have a phone that you have... Um, that you're paying off. That you're paying off from AT&T. You can put that amount in there. Not your AT&T bill, but the amount How that much you, you owe to pay off that yes. phone, yeah. So like they're about, well, the one I had was $770. Um, but if you got the new one, that's about 11 Eleven hundred dollars. Jeez, no, it's like thirteen hundred bucks. Oh. Come on, man, you guys gotta make cheaper phones, man. Why went to the good old days with those, with those Nokia's? Remember those Nokia's when you could play Snake? For all of you out there that are young and don't know what Snake is, God, how how did you live? It's I would always try to get that Snake to be. I know I'm going on a tangent here about Snake, You're but a big it, tangent. I wanted to like always make it become that like a square within a square within a square, kind of like that movie uh, Inception. Let's get within a square. Oh, Lord, I hate that movie. He literally watches it, Inception. no joke. Like, Inception's uh, the greatest movie ever. once a week. If you I love Inception, press pound sign right now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, anyway, back to this whole putting things in order and counting our debt. Um, so, we were talking about the car, the, like, the phone. He, that If it's like 1300 bucks, you have to like put that also in, into your uh, account or into your list. And then, like, and not even just phones, but about cars. Like, we got car put- payment, yes. The only thing you're going to leave out is um, your house payment. Um, but you would put in student loans. Um, we'll talk about something else about student loans later on in a different episode. But for the meantime, put student loans. Yeah, and if you rent, don't include your, how much you pay in rent in this either. Yeah, but if your student loans, going back to them really quick, if they're on a deferment or they are, um, you're still in school, don't put those in because at this moment you're not having to pay it. So you don't want to count that debt when it's not. So you want to count what we call active debt. Yes. You don't want to call dormant debt. And dormant debt, believe it or not, is not just student loan payments that are not uh, that you are not paying right now, but it's also uncollected debt. So anything, and I'm not talking about IRS. That's a whole other story that we'll get into another time. But I'm talking about anything in a debt collection, like medical, medical things of that nature. You need to all list them down in a separate column of what's called dormant debt. So you're gonna have your active debt and you're gonna have your dormant debt. Let's go from there. Um, another thing you may want to do if you can find it. Um, is figure out the APRs um, as you're listing out your cards, figure out the APR. The reason we are saying that because if you have been consistently paying them every single t- 
every single month and on time, you can negotiate your APR to be lowered. And most of the time, credit card companies are happy to do it. I know I did it um, when I had um, an American Airlines uh, credit card because, you know, I want to get them air miles. Um, I negotiated my, I think my APR was like 22%. I was young. I didn't know what APR was. I just like, oh, credit card. So yes, definitely try to negotiate those down. So let's talk about APR here for, for for a second. If you don't know what APR stands for, it's your annual percentage rate. Any card, any store card, anything you have has an annual percentage rate. Back in the days, I'm talking about like back in the days, it, there were used to be interest rates that were like 8, 7, 6%. They were very low. Nowadays, your average APR is 17%. So it's crazy. Now think about that. Every time that you're late with a payment, every time that you are, you leave a balance on your card, that APR is always going to be kicking in. It's important that you understand that you're, you have control of your APR. A lot of times, especially if you're you know working with a credit card company, like Leslie was saying, you need to get with them and find out, okay, when was the last time, if you've never had an APR analysis, that's when you want to call them and find out, hey, uh, my APR right now is at 27%. I haven't been, uh, I've been making my payments consistently every single month. I have been never been late. I've never, you know, missed a payment. So they're going to be more willing to work with you while you're working through this, you know, debt process. The important thing is that you make sure you call those cards, specifically the ones that are in the, if you have a high twenties, you're going to need to call those cards ASAP. Most of the times, a credit card company will drop your APR anywhere between 3 to 5% depending on the card. Now, I will say this. there The same way that there's a ceiling with your APR, there's also a floor. So if the minimum APR of your, of your card is 17% and you're at 17%, they will not drop that APR anymore. So just keep that in mind when you're doing this, you know, you're tackling your APR. Also, you need to see... If your card, if you've had a card that you've had it for, you know, 20 years and when you originally got it, it was at 8% or it was, or the original, you know, when that card was first offered was 8%, but when you applied for it and ever since you've had it, it's been in the 15, 20%, you can start working on getting that down as low as possible. But the floor will always be what that card is at with regards to interest. Now, like any other card, once you close that card, if you try, if the interest rates have changed, and you try opening another card, which you should not be opening any more cards, but if you're crazy enough and you open another card and the interest rate is higher, that is your new floor. So I know that was a little bit of a crazy talk there and uh, looking at APR, but just to give you an idea of that's kind of how it works with regards to that. Um, so just for reference, I have here our very, very first um, debt creation list. So... Um, I also wanted to mention if you have any consolidated loans or maybe that you've consolidated a credit card and it's all gone to one, include those as well. Um, any furniture. So, for example, we had a consolidated loan, and I'm going to be really real here, um, that was um, $13,573.84. And um, we also had a Navy Fed card. That that was Julio's. That was at over oh, six grand. Um, we had an American Express we had an Ashley furniture account because, you know, we had to buy couches for our new house. Um, a sleep sleep number. Woo, sleep number. Those are amazing, but don't go into debt to get a sleep number. It's not worth it. Quick note on with regards to consolidation. 
um, when we first did our consolidated credit card, uh, what basically happened was, and I only recommend this, first of all, if you have a credit union. Credit unions will really work with you when it comes to uh, rates, when it comes to interest, and, and when it comes to um, really getting the best rates possible. Well, what was basically what we did was we had three credit cards that had significantly high interest rates. What I ended up doing was I have Navy Federal for my bank because I was in the military. And what they were basically offering was no transfer fee and 0% APR for 12 months. So with that, because we did that, we took all three cards, transferred them to this one card, and there was no transfer fee. So that means most cards, whenever you're transferring a balance, they'll charge you maybe even 3% to transfer that balance over of whatever the overall balance is. And then on top of that, a lot of cards also charge interest when you're doing um, uh, when you're consolidating. The reason we did it this way was it was a rare situation where the card had no transfer fee and it had uh, the APR was zero percent. But I I don't recommend you doing any balance transfers or doing any consolidation if there's going to be a fee or if there's going to be a higher interest rate or even if there's going to be an interest rate period. Be very careful how you're going to. Um, handle any kind of transfers. But what else did you have on your end? Um, so I also had a city card that was almost at $8,000. Um, I also had a Macy's that was just over two grand. Um, bringing our grand total to, this is not counting my student debt. So just personal debt, $36,667. Ah, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it was, it was hard. So this is exactly what you're going to do with your debt. And I just want to remind you all, you know, this money you're seeing here, this active personal debt. There was no house included on there. There was no uh, rent included on there. It's active debt. All right. So now that you have your total and your spouse or your significant other has peeled you above the floor <laughs> um, and you see that big old number, maybe it's not so big. So kudos to you. Um now you have to actually own that debt. Why? Because this debt is comprised of, of meals out with loved ones, getting those awesome high heels that you want, um, maybe vacation. a TV, vacation. Maybe it got you out of a financial bind or something happened, unfortunate, like a medical issue. Um, have you had an emergency that you had to you know, put it on that you know, card or that account? It's really, it's trying to figure out now what the next step is. So that number represents your debt, but it doesn't define you. So don't let that number define who you are. Now, the important next step is before you go ahead and start making your rounds at tackling your debt, we need to start talking about an emergency fund. Now, an emergency fund is going to be key during your time when you're paying off bills. This is going to be your reserves where you're going to have the money for any kind of emergency that arises. I'm going to give you an example. I just had a uh, situation that happened uh, about a week ago where they're doing construction here around my house and all of a sudden my tire, lo and behold, has a nail in it. So, of course, where the nail was, they could not repair it correctly. So, they ended up having, I had to get a brand new tire. That new tire cost me $285. So, thank God I had the emergency fund that I was able to tap into it to pay that off. So it's important to make sure you start building that emergency fund up. Typically, you want to have at least $1,000 in your emergency fund. Now, I know this is not 
you know, $1,000 if you have a bigger emergency is not going to cover all your situations. But it's a starting point. Remember it that way. You're here to start your process. So $1,000 will get you out of binds. It will get you out of a flat tire. It will help you when it comes to, you know, making small payments here and there. It will help you in the event that maybe you have... Uh, you you have you went too deep into your funds and you have to pay for daycare this month. So this is gonna help you in your emergency situation. Now, when I say emergency, I'm not talking about going to Disney. Going to Disney is not an emergency. I'm not talking about going to the movies to go watch Joker. No, 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 no. Or spend I, it on food. Yeah, or go buy another bottle of Moscato. Moscato. No, you want <laughs> you want to make sure you're spending this money on emergencies. So one thing I want to add to that is that whatever you're taking out, that you make sure to put back. So for example, you say you use $200 for an emergency, put that $200 back the next time you get paid. So now that you've had your emergency fund already funded and you have that $1,000, the next thing is, is you're going to slowly start to pay off your debt. So what you're going to do is tackle the very first smallest debt so for example if it was that target bill of $300 you're going to tackle that one first and then whatever you were paying on that one you're going to throw it to the next bill so say the next bill was your Nordstrom bill you're going to throw it to that one and um so just just to clarify what throwing that one means is whatever your payment was that you were sending to that card now you're going to add that to what you're sending to your Nordstrom card it creates like a chain reaction effect making you um, get that positive reinforcement of paying off a bill much quicker and much faster. Yeah. So, and again, I know what you're probably thinking right now, you know, Julio Leslie, I have cards that have higher interest rates and that have higher, you know, that have uh, higher amounts on them. Why can't I start with those? Because I'm gaining more interest. You're absolutely right. You're getting more interest on those cards, but the important thing is you need to focus on the cards that have the smallest amount balances. That's how you want to start. And you know what? I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. You're probably thinking, hey, this is Dave Ramsey, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, this is from Dave Ramsey. Um, we wanted to give credit where credit is due. Um, That's how we ended up starting this whole thing. Um, we're not going to say that we just you know, came out with this idea from the blue air. We're like, oh, oh, Lord, thank you for the inspiration. No, it's, you know, Dave really did uh, inspire us when we first started this. So ultimately, we, we're taking his lessons and we're applying it, you know, to millennials. So ultimately, at the end of the day, we know we couldn't have started this whole process without Dave. And we're thankful for his teachings and for what he has put out there. And, you know, we're using this platform because... M- no one may have known about Dave Ramsey before us. So wanted to make sure to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up, and I know Julio's going to have a lot to say about this, is when it comes to this time period, this um, part of your life where you're trying to pay off this debt, is that you want to really sit back and think about, are there any things that you can give up in order to help add fuel to the fire? Um, For example... Um, if you go and get Starbucks maybe a couple times a week or um, once a day, it's important to make sure you maybe cut back on that. For example, according to a report that I found today by Acorns Money Matters, um, the average American spends approximately $1,100 a year um, or $3 each day on coffee. But we all know that if you're going to Starbucks... It's a lot more than that. So you're going to be spending way more money 
just on coffee. So if you can cut that out, maybe use it as a treat yourself moment, um, do that. If maybe you can live without a subscription, for example, say you have a subscription to um, different three different types of music um, platforms like... Uh, yeah, like Apple, Apple Music or, or Spotify or Pandora. Music buff. Yeah, so you have like, or you have like Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, and you know, you, you basically have, you know, you don't really. A lot of people are saying, no, 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 you don't understand. The playlists are better on Apple. No, 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 you don't understand. This music selection, how it shuffles, is better on Spotify. No, 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 you don't understand. The algorithm, <laughs> the algorithm is majestic on Pandora. Oh. I get you, man. I feel you. I'm right there with you. But at the end of the day. Right now, you're in the process of building. What are you willing to give up today to get where you want to be tomorrow? So think about that as you're doing this. Um, ladies, you may have subscriptions to different beauty boxes that include all these things. Think about canceling those just for the meantime. Remember, think. You're giving all this money to these companies and these companies aren't really giving you anything back. You may not even use 100% of the items in those boxes. Um, maybe you like to get your eyelashes and your nails done. Um, I know this is going to be a touchy subject. Um, maybe you try to make it last just a little bit longer. <gasps> or, How dare you? <laughs> or I, I will 100% say, like, for me, like, I always have to get my nails done. Um... So I know this is going to be hard, but pick and choose. Like we say, pick and choose your battles. Pick and, things, pick and pick the things that make you, are like a treasure to you. So if it's getting your nails done, do that. So, you know, and, and to back, back, you know, piggyback off of you, you know, some of the things that we gave up, for example, I mean, I had, like I said, PS4. I love gaming, but you know what? Uh, PlayStation Now, you know, has a monthly subscription. I know you're saying, why don't you get the year subscription? It's cheaper. I get it, man. I get it. But I had a subscription and I ended up getting rid of it because that was money I was paying each month. We ended up getting rid of cable. As hard as that was, you know, we couldn't, she couldn't watch her Hallmark movies. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but it's, you know, we, it's what I basically knew that I at least needed was if I had an internet connection and I had some way of listening to music or if I had some way of just being online, that to me was good enough. So it was really working with what we could eliminate to work on. So again, uh, we only had Netflix at internet. Uh, we, you know, eliminated, like, for example, we had a vacation club. The fees alone on that vacation club were crazy. Might I add, it was a Disney vacation club, which was amazing. Shout out. But, you know, it was, it, it was, it was great. But at the end of the day, you know, those fees were killing us. And it's something you're paying every single month. On top of that, when you're financing these vacation clubs or you're financing your timeshare, we had to eliminate. So we sold as hard as it was. We were, all, it was our dream to always own one. But you know what? Where we wanted to get to was more important than this, you know, this dream that, you know, honestly, once you do it once, you know, it's great and all, but it's better to have that cash in your pocket because ultimately one day you can pay for it completely. Another thing I want to add is um, a lot of people spend money going out to eat. Um, one of the things where we still do this, we've cut back on eating out a lot. Um, even though it's just him and I, and of course the baby, the baby doesn't eat the food that we eat at the restaurant, but we're still spending anywhere now is the average about 80 bucks to go out to a restaurant. Um, even more, if you want to add a good, a good tip or get mm. some good drinks, even yeah. if, I mean, more than one drink for sure. Um, so may, maybe meal prepping can also save. Yeah. Cause I mean, and, and you know what the biggest expense you, most people have is lunch. Here's a crazy thing. And I think we talked about this a little bit in the, in the last episode. 
It's the average person will spend, if you're going out to eat, between $15 and $20. The people that are ordering food, whether it's through Uber Eats, Grubhub, shout out, shout out, you know, it's, they're spending anywhere between $20 to $25. So the, if you add that up, if you're doing that every single day for lunch, that's over $100 that you're spending, $100 or more that you're spending every week. If you do that into a month, that's $400. Think about that. Right now, we were just talking about an account that had 300 and another one that had 800. If you're taking 400 a month, imagine throwing that to that account. You would have paid off one account and you're already, ha- you're already a quarter of the way through with another one. It's, it's really understanding what you can do now to get to where you want to be later on. Um, another tool is grocery shopping. Make a list. Um, oh my the, God. The stores, it's you know, like, H-E-B. Um, and don't go hungry. Is, don't go, <laughs> definitely don't go hungry because um, you will buy those Halloween Oreos. <clears throat> that was me. Um, <laughs> or you might buy so, that Materva. You know, hey, shout out. There's not any of that here. I want Materva. Um, <laughs> Send Materva. It's a Cuban soda. It's the best. Um. Anyway, quit interrupting. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, back to H-E-B is counting on you making those impulse buys. So make your list the grocery store. and stick to it. Another thing that can save you money, which I've learned that where we spend a lot less money is if we order our groceries. Yes, it's about 10 cents more. Um, but I really, like, I will literally, like this last time I went to be, again, transparent, I spent uh, $200 twenty dollars on groceries as compared to the last week when I literally made meals from for breakfast, lunch and dinner from Monday through Friday, I spent a hundred and five dollars. That was including baby formula, which we all know that baby formula is super expensive. When you say ten cents more, are you talking about ten cents more per item or are you just saying Yes, I'm talking about about ten cents more per an item. Oh. So um plus you have to have a delivery fee um, and unfortunately, shout out to HEB. Thank you for shout making out. that delivery fee um, free for a couple weeks. Um, it just ended as of October 1st. Um, oh, excuse me, 5th. Um, but even though there's like a small, what, $4.99, about $5, I think, um, it still saves you money in grand comparison to the $220 that I spent on food. So... I think in looking at what we're talking about here, you know, we're looking at making a plan, not just a plan for your bills, but hey, you got to make a plan for everything because if you're just going out there blind, I mean, that's how you walk into a Target saying, hey, I'm only going to buy diapers and then you walk out saying, look at this awesome jacket and this magical TV I bought. Not that I'm saying. You can never, you can (laughs) never go into Target and just buy that one thing because you know why? Because you go into Target for that one thing and you literally forget about that one thing but come out with Joanna Gains plates. You come out with their like you speak for toffee. <laughs> um, yeah, like literally, I, t- I today, I, no joke. I even told the baby, I was like, "Hey, let's go to Target," and he gave me that smile, like, "Yes, mom, let's go." But I held myself back, and we did not go. Thank we came Jesus. straight home. Um, but you know, you have those days, girls, where you just want to have that Target run, and it's just so fun. Well, fellas, hey man, sometimes you want to have that Target run too. I saw the. Bombest underwear there the other day that was super comfortable. No Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, all right? I like comfortable underwear. Sorry, that's just another thing about TMI, but you know what? TM, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, yes. Um, think about creative ways of how you can save money. I'm not saying go make your own socks and if you your sock has a hole in it, go 
or needle coding. and thread it up and cover that hole. No, but and by any means, ladies, and I'm talking to be all like tore up from the floor up. No, make yourself look good. Take care of what you need to do. But, you know, do it within reason. Think and, about what's important. Yeah, and one thing I, I do want to point out is, and this is something that we did, We this is the mistake we made early on on our journey with money. We, I'll never forget it, I think we paid out one or two cards in the very beginning, and we thought, yeah, we freaking did it, woo, let's go on vacation. And we spent more on the vacation than what we paid off. So it's like we took one step forward and three steps back. So it, it was crazy. And then I'm um, seriously, I remember we were on this vacation and I'm like, why are we doing this? If but it we're was just... amazing and we went to Alaska. Yes, it was amazing. And you can never get that back. We yes. literally, guys, we saw humpback whales. Humpback whales. Okay. And killer whales. You know, we also saw American Express. <laughs> so it was like, you know, so it was like we were, we were, we were li- almost like we were like joking ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It was to the point where we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to pay off. Oh, we paid one thing off. Boom. Let's go ahead. It reminded me. Here's a fun story real quick. It, I remember before I joined the Navy, um, I was a very heavy dude. I'm talking about I was a very heavy dude to the point that I walked into the recruiting station and they looked at me and they go, you're going to need to lose a few pounds before you can even enlist. So long story short, I thought I was doing the greatest workouts in the world and my workouts, I kid you not, I would get on a treadmill and put it on 2.0. Oh, brother. He still does that. I do not do that on 2.0. Get out of here. So what I ended up doing is I would put it on 2.0. I would work out for 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, accomplished. And what was my next move? I would go to La Carreta. And if you don't know what La Carreta is. It's like is, the Taco Bell of Mexico. No, Taco Cabana of uh, Mexican food, but for Cubans. Well, Cuban how dare you insult La Carreta It is that. like Taco Cabana. La Cabana. Carreta is Can if, you admit that? if Jesus please. made food, it was La Carreta. And I know people in Miami are like, que falta respeto y la canaria. And there's other people like, no, el, uh, el toro. Let me tell you something. La Carreta is the original, it's the OG, and I love it, okay? When we go to Miami next weekend, we will take a picture at La Carreta. I will take a picture at La Carreta so you can all see it. But I will Shout out. So what I ended up, what I ended up uh, doing was I would go work out for 10 minutes, and then I go to La Carreta and eat un, un bistec empanizado, which is basically breaded steak with a, um, it was like this, uh, what's that soup called? Where it has French cheese? Onion. French onion soup. I don't know how French onion soup is Cuban, uh, but listen, how is it? Listen, La Carreta oh. has it, so it's Cuban. But wait, okay? wait, wait. What did you eat? Because it's not like... La Carreta has it. I know, but what it's did you Cuban. eat? What was it called again? I don't know. Is it the French onion soup? <laughs> no, the meat thing. Oh, it was it's the greatest thing in the world, okay? <laughs> so I would have that. And then, of course, un cafecito, because if you're going to have any kind of food, you need to... And that's Cuban coffee. That's like turpentine, but it's the greatest turpentine you've ever had. And then, of It'll course... you up with, no joke, for five hours. And then, of course, you end it off with a nice uh, jupina. Oh, but I digress. Anyways, you need to be very conscious of what you're doing at this time. It's important that you are focusing on the payoff... And that you're focusing on getting your bills in order. Now, am I saying to be a hermit crab? Am I saying don't do anything, don't have fun, don't go out? No. But, like, again, do it within reason. Right now, it's not the time to be taking a lavish vacation. Right now, is not the time to be maybe going off and spending a lot of money on areas that you really can't afford right now. If you want to do something fun, look for... There are a bunch of things to do. I know in our city, there's a bunch of stuff to do that's free. Whether it's doing things in the park, they have this thing called Bark in the Park. I don't have a dog, but if you have a dog, go out and go do some Bark in the Park. Or maybe you want to go do 
um, something with regards to maybe there's different events that they have that are outside where you can take your family, take your friends. Maybe you want to just sit outside and maybe read a good book. Maybe you want to buy yourself a nice inexpensive bottle of wine and just sit outside and, you know, bask in the ambiance. I love ambiance. But ultimately, the goal right now is it's not about the vacation. It's not about you know, going somewhere to do something cool. It's not about buying expensive meals or it's not about doing crazy things. The goal right now is to get these debts paid. Get your active debt paid. And one thing that we're going to look at here in the weeks ahead is once your active debt is done, you need to start looking at your dormant debt. Looking at the maybe any uh, bills that you haven't paid off uh, that are in collections or maybe starting to reach out to those companies who have been sending you calls for the last you know few months maybe the last years and trying to make sure that you get that paid off so the goal right now is you have your plan you have your roadmap think of this right now as your roadmap you're starting off from the beginning you're looking at what you owe you're seeing in front of you what the path is going to take for some of you it could take as little as a couple of weeks for some of you it could take as little as a couple of months but for others, it might take maybe a year. Now, here's the thing, and I know I'm this way, and I've been this way with everything. I'm even this way now, you know, since we started this company. It's don't expect a like a payoff. This is a, this is this isn't like uh you know like a microwave that you put in it for one minute and it's ready to eat. No, no, no. This is gonna take time. This is gonna take discipline. This is also gonna take dedication. You're going to have to take your time with this. Know that it's going to take time for you to go through this. And again, if you're trying to kind of do more, find something that you could possibly do. I know one thing Pick that we did. Pick up a side hustle. Heck yeah, man. And, and you know what side hustle? Maybe you want to go drive Uber. Maybe you want to go, um, you know, Uber Eats. Maybe you want to, honestly, one of the things that we did that I never thought would work is we had a garage sale. And it was an impromptu garage sale. You yeah, talk about literally that? like we... I, I was outside and then I saw, you know, how all neighborhoods nowadays have a Facebook page where they have all the chisme. I? Good, chisme? Good chisme. <laughs> um, well, they were like, hey, we're having a garage sale. Oh, hey, let's like take things out. So literally, as we were taking things out, people were stopping by and buying things. No joke. We made, a, I think, over like $250 just on, like impromptu. There was this random cross. I don't even remember how we got this cross. It was my mom's. It was my mom's. But it was like, it was like, somebody it was, was like, iron really pretty cross. But she's like, I'll give you 10 bucks for this. I'm like, you want to give me 10 bucks for this? I will happily take your 10 bucks for this. Sorry, mom. I mean, but it's like, it's crazy what like, and I thought she, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, really? We're going to put stuff on people are actually, and people were stopping. Yo me quedé frío. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, people are actually stopping to actually buy this crap. And people bought crap. And you know what? I mean, but at the end of the day, that was $200 we did not have that we were able to throw to our debt. So ultimately, if you're trying to get to your goal faster, find ways to get there. Whether it's selling something, whether and I'm not telling you to sell your entire house so you can be debt free. You don't want to live under a bridge either. You know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> but, I'm rolling my eyes here. Uh, but one of the things you really want to do is um, start looking at what you can do right now to get to where you need to be. And ultimately, the faster you do this and the faster you keep to your roadmap, the easier it's going to be to get to the end. Well, guys, we want to thank you for joining us today for episode two. 
And we just ask you to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. And again, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, wherever you actually listen to podcasts. And then again, uh, on Instagram, follow us at, at holduphowmuch. And save our posts. Absolutely save them, because especially with that new algorithm. And what we're also asking you to do is, if you're interested in learning more about this or in actually having worksheets, because of course, what teacher doesn't want to make worksheets? Uh, Leslie has created some worksheets for everyone so that you guys can follow along and you can write your debt, you can write your your path, and you can actually put every pen to paper when it comes to this process. If you want more information on that, please email us at ljmindustry at gmail.com. And again, as always, I'm Julio. And I'm Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? All right, guys. Have a good Friday. Take it easy. Bye. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down.